following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, the podcast gem of inspirational fitness talk. I am your host, fitness goer, TJ Williams, giving the insight of my fitness journey, discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects, and also highlighting individuals that are involved in fitness, past, present, and future. Okay, so um, for those who um, listened to my previous episodes, um, and of course, I had um, one um, classmate that I went to school with. On the show, uh, Samantha Bricky, or should I say Samantha Real? Of course, Samantha Reels are um, maiden name, but um, of course, I got another um, classmate that um, is going to be on is on the show right now. I have her as a guest. Um, she's um, had a, been on a fitness journey since um, 2015, and of course, she's a certified List Mills body pump instructor. So that's opposite of um, what I do. I do body um, combat, which is a lot easier for me. That's martial arts based. Um, um fitness but um body pump you have to deal with um dumbbells or not no barbells barbells yeah yep. yeah i haven't done that class in a while time but uh so <laughs> let me let me introduce everybody to um jamie tobias with with cop all right so yep. yeah so she's going to talk about her fitness journey right up to where she is now uh instructor so all right so uh, how you doing jamie i'm good how are you yeah, uh, like I said, my computer acts up sometimes, you know, I want to try to get up on here and be on time, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, other than um, you being um, a fitness instructor, I mean, what will you um, do now, of course? Do you like have like a full-time job or anything? I else? do. I, I, do uh, I do have a full-time job. I am a federal contractor. I moved. I'm in the D.C. area. Um, so I work in like personnel security based type stuff um, there, but I still work out between five, five, five or six days a week, sometimes seven, even though you're supposed to have that rest day. It just depends on, on the week. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much stuck, uh, stuck now since you're a fitness instructor. I mean, usually if you're a fitness instructor, you're stuck. So you have to work yeah. out. You, know, you have no excuse. Well, that's true and for me like it just became part of like who I grew in to be so there's no like today I did an an RPM I have a spin bike and I did an RPM um class at home had no desire to do it I feel much better now did it anyway and I can I can make myself do that but I'll complain about it along the way for sure yeah and I did mention to the listeners that um of course we were classmates on middle school and high school yep of course we're we're both in a band too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did a uh, piccolo and flute. You were percussion, right? Yeah. And of course, I yep. was stuck with the uh, crash cymbals. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I thought that was like the worst instruments I got, but I played those like a champion. Like um, they were like superpowers. Yeah. Yes, you did. Wow. Well, of course, with the last two years, I got MP MVP or <laughs> I can't even say it. Or most valuable player. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I miss those days. I mean, I was talking to Samantha about like the, the band trips that we did. Like Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was I'm actually taking my son to New York City in a couple of weeks and I'm kind of excited because that was one of the trips that we did um I think sophomore year in high school. And it's it's nice to be able to go back as like a grown person and do what I want. So, but then to also like tell my son, like, oh, hey, I've been here. I've been to that theater. I've, you know, I've been to this place kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be uh, on my um, bucket list to at least go to New York City. I mean, yeah, of course, I've been over the other side of um, the United States with Las Vegas. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yep. I'll take that hot energy. Yeah. Um, that get more influence <laughs> hot. Yep, degrees. that's true. <laughs> yeah, just like they say in um Queen, 100 degrees. That's why they call me Mr. Fahrenheit. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right, so this is what we're gonna do with this um with this podcast. We're gonna bring you back in time. So, okay. of course, or you're gonna bring us back in time. Where 
before all this happened, so before fitness became a big thing for you, all right, so you're going to describe of how you, well, your first question would be, describe how you were before you got into fitness. So growing up, like, and, and I think TJ, you can speak to this, like people don't, unless you're in sports or whatever, like people don't talk about just fitness, like back home, like it's not a, it's not part of like the culture. It's not like, it's just not a thing. So I grew up, um, like just very sedentary was in, um, uh, what do you call it Uh, band rather than sports. I was really overweight and that continued, um, until I had my gallbladder out in like 2014, 2015 timeframe. Um, and I was just like, now I will say, I don't believe that losing weight is the answer to all of the problems, but I was significantly overweight. I was probably about 340 pounds and I'm five, seven. Um, so for me, it was causing health issues. And so I got tired of it and decided that I would do something about it. Um, and you know, once I did that, that in and of itself is a whole situation. I spent a year, um, like retraining myself, how to, how to eat properly, um, you know, and focus on protein and the good kind of carbs and that kind of thing. Um, and just learning exercises. When I started, I, I could not do two jumping jacks in a row. And now I can put a burpee tuck jump together and do, you know, 10, 15, 20 of them and be happy and then go on my way. So, yep. Yeah, you pretty much covered like three of the questions I was going to ask. Well, it's always good when you kill three. Well, you know the saying, you kill two birds with one stone, but yeah, you kill three, three birds with one stone. But, but yeah, let's kind of go um, back to like uh, my second question. So it was, um. Though I understand that your push was some um, because your health was declining, and um, of course yeah. we talk about that. So that's yep. that's a, that's the push to get you started. Right? That and I was I was um, how old was my son at that time? He was probably like one or two, and so he was like really mobile and stuff, and and it was really like I was out of breath just trying to keep up with him, and I didn't want that. I didn't want to feel sick, um, you know, just by doing that, and. The, the biggest thing that I can't stress enough in terms of like, if you're doing weight loss or fitness is the reason it changed is because I decided that I deserved it. And I didn't give up on that goal. If you don't believe that you deserve it, it's not going, it's not going to come. Now you could believe you deserve it and still have other obstacles for sure. But if you think you can't do it, then you've, you've already decided. I mean, really, you can kind of get started out with it. And then, of course, from there, you go to another challenge and it just like it gives you like the um, kind of like the fright or to say, I I can't do this no more. I mean, so definitely going on to my third question, your biggest and difficult challenge starting off, you talk about you couldn't get past two jumper jacks. And then, of course, yeah, in the in the beginning, I couldn't. And I just kept. But I, I worked out like I, at the time I was doing like beach body stuff, um, like their, their fitness programs. And I would do them in my basement. Nobody saw me, nobody, you know, knew what was going on or whatever. So I just kind of worked from there and probably, I remember, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was probably when I got to lose about 80 pounds. So probably like, maybe like nine or 10 months into it that's when I started going to group fitness and decided I was ready to go outside with other people. Yeah. I think that's how it should, should be like nowadays. Like if you're starting out with fitness and you don't feel comfortable going anyplace else, like go to group fitness. I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of get used to it, like doing it at home. And then I feel like, yeah, I want to try to um, do like a fitness class, like go to yep. a gym um, for, of course, uh, for me, I mean, I kind of started out like just, um, doing stuff at home and then from there like I went to like the gym and yep. from there and of course I still hold the record of um longest going to, on the elliptical so because I did so yep. well yeah so. yeah that's awesome I don't I'm not an endurance person I'm more hit and and um strength based so you you can have the endurance <laughs> yeah so I mean of course you talk about your um health um health situation of course mine was um of course I had asthma so I had to yeah. learn how to control it at least kind of test it out, see if I can get past five minutes. Cause really if I'm don't get it, make it to five minutes, then 
I would have to use my inhaler. So of yeah. course, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's interesting how different, you know, we look at people and you really have no idea what their, what their struggles are with their bodies or their mental health or whatnot. Um, but everybody's got something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like you, you had had your gallbladder taken out. And then of course, yep. it was for most people, it's like, um, Samantha mentioned that she had like pancreatic cancer or something or a condition yep. that, yeah. So, I mean, people at least try to get, try to not to get a health scare before. Yeah. Like, yeah. So really, that's how, well, yep. yeah. All right. Uh, your goals. All right. So you reached the goal saying, yeah, you got yourself started and um, you've pretty much got yourself where you need to be. Well, well, I don't know if you totally, you are at where you need to be, but you, what would you say your next goal would be? Well, that's a, that's a loaded question because um, it depends on who you ask if I'm where I need to be. Like I, at like overall, at some point I had lost probably about 125 pounds at my like lowest weight. And then I think between pandemic and just building muscle and whatnot, I've probably gained, um, I don't know, probably 35 of that back or whatever. Um, but my body is built completely differently now. So, so now it's, it's very interesting because I, I'm no longer at like a weight where health or where like weight is going to be the first indication for, um, for like, you know, what's going on with my health, what everybody seems to think it is. People don't realize that BMI was created by a mathematician for white men and it had nothing to do with health. So if you're not a white man, BMI is not for you at all. Mm. Um, so I don't subscribe to BMI. I don't, you know, but you still have to deal with that. Like if you go to the doctor or whatever, and now um, this is nothing I can control, but my, my I have hypothyroidism now. So now, you know, my body doesn't, doesn't lose weight in the same way. Plus I have all kinds of issues. Like, you know, just cause you lose people think, cause you lose a hundred pounds, you know, that you, you, you know, you look great, you feel great, all of that, but the body dysmorphia from doing that in a year is, you know, something that you can only describe to people who have seen it because like, you might look in the mirror and think you still look like you, you know, you did, you know, hundred, hundred pounds ago. So at this point, my focus isn't so much on weight. I actually, um, I haven't stepped on a scale in eight months, I don't think, um, because it was causing too much like mental, mental stress and blocks and whatever. Plus your body weight can, you know, people are like, Oh, I haven't lost any weight, but your body weight can fluctuate on a number of reasons, salt intake water. Um, if one thing that happens to me, especially when I run, my, my body, like the muscles will like try to recover and they'll hold on to all the water. When I was heavier and I first started running, I would gain like six pounds in a day. And then four days later I'd lose like seven and it was all water weight. Like it was like my body would hold on to it. So, um, at this point, it's just kind of figuring out how to be a better, um, instructor. I'm just starting out, even though I was, um, I was, uh, um, certified. I haven't started teaching yet. I actually just taught my first class on Saturday and I got hired on it at a gym on Wednesday, um, doing like sub work. And then, um, in a few weeks I should be hopefully taking over a friend's, um, a friend's class and, and whatnot. But, um, my goals, you know, are, are really just to treat my body correctly because it's, you know, when you go into a fitness journey, it's not, it's not all about like, you know, losing weight and stuff like that. Like, you know, listening to my body, if I need rest, because, you know, I have, I have other health problems. And sometimes I just can't do it. Taking recovery, actually doing body flow, which I like, I've forced myself into. And for those that don't know, body flow is the last uh format. And it is uh, Tai Chi yoga and Pilates based um, does great, great low impact work for strength, flexibility, mobility, all that. Um, and continuing to lift heavy and just kind of getting myself into a space where like, I know that I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm dictating that I'm not letting the scale dictate that I'm not letting what society thinks should dictate that 
I'm not letting my muscles getting too big and I'm a woman and it shouldn't be that way. All, all of that. So I guess, I guess the short answer would be taking control of my own, you know, fitness journey and doing what I know I need with the help of like, you know, if I consult my doctor or a nutritionist or a specialist or a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, whatever, if I consult people that are know, know me and my specific needs and story, um, that that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah. So with this fitness journey, you're looking for an army. I mean, you want everybody to be on board to make sure you're on that right path. And, and of course you want to be here for your son. So that probably yeah. like, that probably like the next question I'm going to ask, but I'm going to continue with this. Um, of course, when you sure. talk about list mills, of course, yeah, you'll start off as a sub. And then from there you take over. Like for me, I, I started off as like a sub. I didn't have my own class yet. And then of course I yeah. got my own class. And then from there, I went from having my own class to like subbing like other locations. So yep. I, I went from being at one location to like, like three to four locations. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little, it's a little bit different in the area that I'm in now versus like Western New York. Cause that's very common because I got picked up by um, an organization that has like multiple gyms and multiple locations. Cause they're like, I go to a gym in a, in another town that's like, um, like 20 minutes away because I prefer it, but they're within, within probably 15 minutes of me, there's at least six gyms I can think of. Cause it's such a densely populated area. So when I did go in and speak to that, um, to that manager, the first thing she said was, you know, other clubs have like, that are under the same, you know, umbrella, they, they have um, different managers. So I'm actually having a meeting with the manager at the club that I'm currently a member at. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go from there. And then, you know, once I get my own class and whatever, and, you know, once you get your foot in the door, and I think this is very common with less bills, you can, you can start going out to either different locations within the same chain or, you know, signing on board as a sub for other, for other gyms as well. So, yep. Yeah. So I pretty much did that same thing. I mean, before world gym turned to crunch, I mean, that's yep. the thing when world gym turned to crunch, you know, I didn't want to lose my home. I mean, yeah, that, that gym was like, in Niagara Falls, that was um, my home. So I just didn't want to go someplace else. So I had yeah. to switch up from being a list mills instructor to an AFA instructor, which yep. that was like going back to school. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, don't have that certification, but they, but they've, they've asked me to get it. Um, but I, they asked me like before they were, before she said that I was hired, she was like, well, you should, you should consider this. I'm like, eh, let's, let's give it time. Oh yeah, definitely give it time, get a lot of money. Yeah, because yeah, because you yeah. have to learn the whole course like online. Then from yeah. there, you have to do like a online test, and then yep. of course. But the good thing about it is, and um, I used I get to do my own thing. It's like other than teaching like crunch brand classes, I do my own like personal classes. Like I go to yeah. other gyms that's not um crunch brand, and I yep. use what I learned from crunch and create my own yep. classes, which is great. Uh, yeah, and it's. And no, I, I still make an impact. No, but I yep. still am in, I'm still list mills body combat. I mean, I'm yeah. there forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get, I get that. Would you ever get another certification in a different list mills format or is, is that, that it for you? Yeah, I, I think that's it. I mean, <laughs> for some, for somebody like me that's been in martial arts for 25 years, I mean, that I feel like sense. that's like the best um, format for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, all right, let's go on to the, like the next question. You know, you talk about your um, who you who you look up to like when you on your journey. Um, that's a good that's a good question. Um, who did who did I really look up to? So here's the thing: like, you know, I was never into sports, so I didn't I didn't like look up to like athletes or or things like that I actually I actually don't think that I had really a whole lot of people that I knew to to look up to with the exception of like when I got into group fitness like I would look up to some of my instructors but like I don't you know I don't like I started it I started with Beachbody and I thought like Autumn Calabrese who does her thing I, I think she's great but she's also not the same body type as me. She's also a very petite 
um, person and that there's nothing wrong with that. But there, there, there was nobody who looked like me in a larger body to, to look up to and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. So that's why I became an instructor because we need that. Because if we're talking about health and we're talking about mental health and just even confidence and enjoyment of life, all that stuff, we need for everyone to feel included. So everyone, every type of person needs to be represented in, in that, in the fitness community, no matter what, you know, what you look like, all that stuff. And so um, it's taken a long time because, you know, I can do the class all day long and be really good at it, but to feel like I'm, you know, justified in getting up on that stage in a larger body has taken me a long, a long time. But, um, you know, you just never know what kind of impact you'll have on, on someone else. And, you know, I wonder what it would have been like if I had, you know, more impact from, from somebody else. But I, I, it was hard to look up to people who always were athletic, always, you know, had it going on for themselves and whatever. So to, to have someone who's human, who's gone through, you know, struggles, not to say that the other people haven't, but it's, it's different when you start in like an extremely larger body. Man, so the thing that kind of gets my um gets my attention is like you know it, it would like bother me real much if you know gyms around here would probably look for somebody that's like jacked and they have like um a good fitness um background to actually yeah. hire them to be in a fitness instructor. But yeah, for a person like me that never really had a fitness background, I never had like any education or I didn't go to school for it. I mean, it would bother yeah. me if they didn't actually hire me to be like an instructor because of yeah. I didn't have that background. But the good thing is, it's like you're taking somebody that can really teach a class and have, have some mental as well as the physical capabilities to do the workouts. And, yep. you know, it's just more than just like standing out, standing around, just watch people work out. You know, you're working out with your um, class. It's like you're the, yep. yes, you're, you're maybe the leader, but you're still fighting with your army. Yeah, absolutely. There are certain tracks that that's more applicable to than others. And and you know, which ones, which ones they are, but you know, you're, you're there and you're struggling, you know, right along with them. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm, that I'm learning is like, you know, fitness ebbs and flows for people and people are at different levels. You're going to have a class that has a whole bunch of different levels of people. So you want to make sure that, you know, everybody feels comfortable. So if you're dying, like, when I taught the backtrack, while I haven't had sciatica in a while, I do like, I do have sciatica. And so I mentioned like, Hey, this particular backtrack has eight, um, what we call clean and press in a row. So it's, it's kind of like a snatch and then you press overhead, but there's no, like, you don't split your legs and then you come back down. It's, it's very, like, I don't think that they really do it like on the floor at all. It's, it's definitely a, a body pump specific move, but it works the entire posterior chain. And so I was just like, we have eight of these in a row, a bunch of times. So I'm going to go lighter because, you know, I have this back thing going on. And once you do that, you give, you know, the people in your class permission to be human and do that as well. Yeah. The sciatica, I, I hate that because really, yeah. I, I had a couple of times, you know, the pain just go down your leg. You can't even sit down and you can't even nope. walk. Yeah. I nope. hated that. Yep. And that was something that happened to me primarily when I was, um, when I was heavier, it, as I lost weight, I did still have it. Um, and I'm going to preface this next statement with, please listen to the advice of your doctor. But like my, my doctors now, mind you, I was, I was a former military spouses, military medicine, and they are not the same as like regular doctors. They, they're, they're very interesting, but their, their idea for me to lose weight was to do like yoga and Pilates, which makes sense because you're not going to hurt your sciatic nerve that way. But at the same time, it's, it's a little more difficult when, you know, to, to create that calorie deficit when you're not burning as many. So that's actually how I got into body attack. And when I first did it, like there were times like when it would hurt, I'd have to modify or whatever. And I just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it until it stopped. And again, it go by whatever your doctor says. I'm sure my doctor wouldn't love me doing high impact stuff, but for, for me, the more I did it, the better it got. Um, and now I can do all of it pain-free. So that's, I am happy about that. Uh, all right. That, that, whatever you're happy with, you, I mean, you stick with it and that's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Yep. 
All right, let's get to like our subject. Um, of course, yeah, you got certified in um by pump. So I know yep. it was kind of different um in 2020 because you couldn't go anywhere to actually yep. um do the initial training. I mean, because yep. of course that initial training is two days, right? Yep, it's still it's still two days. Mine was just online. They're starting to do some online and some in person, um, just depending. But um, mine mine was online. Yeah, so I'm guessing like the first day was um, you know, like the first day you had to go through an entire class. That was like the beginning yep. of them, and then from there the, yep. the coach um or the um instructor kind of like yep. narrow things down for you, right? Yep. Um, and I actually had two because I had my my trainer, and then I had um someone else that was training to become a trainer. So we had we had two, but you get assigned a track at the beginning that you're supposed to learn. Um, and it's different. My understanding of in-person is like, you have to go and like teach it to the class. You, you don't do that when it's virtual, you, um, you send it in, you send it in beforehand, like for body pump, they had us send in a video, two videos, one of five main moves. They wanted to see our, our squat, our deadlift our chest press, our clean and press and our lunge is what I think they wanted just to check like your basic, those are like five of the more basic moves and, you know, give you form feedback and all that. And then you go through and you do the, um, the, um, track and then you take your training and then you get like a week or two or something to resubmit because now you've learned everything. And so once they, once you pass that, um, then, then you can go on and film the whole, the whole release. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much how I had to do it for body combat. And of course, for yep. me, I, I actually went to, um, another gym to actually do the initial training. And of course, yep. yeah, they did the actual class, the instructor went over the actual class. I mean, that, that gave us a little bit of workout and yep. kind of narrowed down everything that, um, what's expected of a body combat instructor. And from yep. there. I mean, from there, yeah, and I had to um um teach a track as well as shadow one, yeah. Yep. So yeah, so you you had the shadow uh, track, did you? Um, no, not not for that. I don't know if it's like see, body pump was a weird thing too, though, because like I went and decided to invest in the um the Les Mills Smart Bar. So for people that like don't know, like body pump is it's barbell based, but it's designed on high reps, low, lower weight. So you would not use the same weight that you do on the floor. Um, and you, you know, they have like, you can get a, you can get an off brand, but I have the Les Mills one where you can put, you know, you can put the plates on, um, and change and change the weights or whatever. But like some people didn't have all that they had to, when they filmed, but for training, they were, they were super lenient because it was COVID and, you know, no, like we were still in lockdown at this point. Um, so I'm interested because I am going to be taking body attack training in June. So, and that's online. Um, interestingly, it's online with the instructor that I take my in-person body attack class with. So it, it, that'll be, that'll be interesting. So I'm not exactly sure. And I know that they've changed like the grading and how they, how they do different things. So, so we'll see, but I definitely look forward to it. Yeah. So when you had to do your certification video, I mean, did you have to do it once or twice? So I only had to do it. I only had to do it once. You could do it in front of humans or at home. And I just did mine at home. Um, but I, I was able to get it on the first, on the first go. Yeah, lucky I didn't. I mean, yeah. I, I failed the first go. And then of course I got, um, certified in a second. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty common. Um, for, for me, like I just, I, you know, I have anxiety issues. And so having that makes it so like, I was just like, really like on top of it more so like I, I was like excessively, excessively, uh, prepared. So not to say that, you know, you weren't, but for, for me, it was just, it was just very like direct. And I had been taking it. Did you take body? Did you take combat a lot before you got certified or no? Oh yes. Um, of course, um, they started introducing the class, um, and World Gym at um, 2013, and of course, uh, oh nice, yeah. So I got at least a taste of what uh, body combat was, and then that's yeah. And from there, I um kind of wanted to get become an instructor because I got so yep. envious because everybody else, uh, my friends were getting like 
certified that I took class yep. with. And then from there, I actually, I had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally, I totally get that. And everybody's journey is, is different. Some people get it on the first time in one format and then they go on to certify in another format and they don't get it. Who's to say if I'll get it the first time and body attack or not, but you know, it's, it's okay. You just, you just keep, you just keep going. Well, with body attack, I mean, you say you're um, very into high intensity um, yeah. workouts. So really, if, I mean, if you're very um, good with that, then I shouldn't see no problem. You not getting it in the first time. Yeah. The, the wonderful thing about like, I, I used to, I'm actually surprised I didn't certify an attack. I'm kind of surprised, but also not surprised that I didn't serve, uh, certify an attack first because it was it was very much my first love. Um, but I was just very apprehensive about like having to do the things and talk. But the thing I love about that format, um, it's it's a um, sports based cardio training. Um, so you know things that you would do to to prepare yourself for football or basketball or you know, whatever that, those are the kinds of different things and like aerobics and, um, you know, strength kind of thing. Um, you, you do all that, but you can really do it at any level. You don't want to jump. Don't jump. You don't, you don't want to, you know, get down on the floor for push-ups. do squats instead. Like it's fine. But as an instructor, there's a lot of times where you're really just the coach and you don't have to do things like there's an entire running track and you really only have to do half the track. The rest of the track, you're standing in the middle of a circle in a group fitness uh, thing, like encouraging people to run and you get to breathe. And so, as you know, from being an instructor, breathing is breathing is important. Uh, yeah. Cause usually I, like I tell like um, my our participants, you know, I can, you can relate to that. And like, if you can't, well, I say this, um, if you have any limitations or injuries you're recovering from, please consider the low impact and low intensity yeah. options. So there, yep. yeah, there will be options to exercises. So yeah, yep. that. Uh, yep. All right. So before we kind of get to our hidden gym um, segment, uh, here's the last question um, of our interview. Uh, what motivational or inspiring quotes best describe your journey? That's a good question. And the funny thing is, I was just thinking about this last night because that's something as an instructor I need to work on. They so Les Mills um, has queuing in three parts: the the layer one, layer two, and layer three. The layer one is essentially like naming the exercise, the timing, the tempo, all that stuff. And layer two is like a little bit more like how it should make you feel, how you change your body, that kind of thing. And layer three is the motivational. And I have been so like hung up on just making sure that I get the movements right, even though I know them, like that's a, that's a brain, that's a, that's a mind issue. Um, so I, um, I don't, I, I, I was looking at, I was looking at different things that I could say, um, that like actually would mean something to me, but I had one instructor and it's so simple. I had one instructor and this is back when I actually wasn't good at body pump. She, I would just look at her because she would like be like, all right, it's a squat track and we have 16 bottom half pulses. And I would give her, you know, because, you know, in Western New York, like we're, we, our facial expressions speak for us. Like, it's not like that in the rest of the world all the time. So like living here in the DC area, my face is very loud for people. But um, so like, I would just look at her and be like, um, you know, give a, give a weird face. And, and she would just look at me and she would be like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Like, and, and she did it so much to the point where like, I would be like, nah, girl, I can't, but I would do it each time and I'd keep doing it. And then I could add more weight and then I could do more, whatever it was. And finally, I believed I could do it too. Um, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like that. Um, and then just, just like, I don't have, I don't have a good, I don't have a good quote, but I'm working towards like making sure that my participants can focus on like the non, the non-scale related things that brought them there. Like, you know, nothing as good as strong feels or, you know, the only workout that, you know, sucks is the one you don't do stuff, stuff like that. Um, and then they, they say this, the masterclass is for a less most format called grit 
they'll say this, the, the reps that you don't want to do are the ones you need the most kind of thing. So anything that's just encouraging people to like, keep going and pushing their limits. Um, because I would have never gotten here had I not pushed my limits. Yeah. Uh, I think I see in a quote on your arm, you have a tattoo on your arm. I don't think that's, I do. It says, uh, it says the truth will set you free, which can apply as well. Cause the truth is that everyone as a human, um, has, has a right to, you know, make sure that their body is as healthy as that, that body that they're given can be. Um, and that is, that is the truth. And you will make those, you will make those gains once you, once you know that, because, you know, for such a long time coming from being in such a larger body, you know, you're just told you can't do it all the time. And even now, like now I I feel like people look at me and like think differently, but there was a time where I would be going to like body attack classes and stuff. And this was like two, this was probably like three, three, four years into my journey. So I was like taking classes regularly and I was you know, knocking it out of the park. And I go wait, um, this is pre COVID and I'd wait for the class before us to finish. And somebody would like say something, they'd be like, Oh, you know, cause it would be like new year's. Right. And they'd be like, well, how much, how much weight are you looking to lose by being here? And then I'd confuse them because I'd be like, I'm not. And then we'd go into the class and I can tell that they have this expectation, like, Oh, you know, she's still in somewhat of a larger body. She's new. She can't do the things. And then I just do all of them and, you know, it's just reframing what people think fit looks like. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks fit looks like. It matters what fit feels like to you. Yeah. And so of course you name your forearm, the truth will set you free. So if somebody says yeah. that if they can't tell the truth, I'll hit you with this forearm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the truth that'll set you free. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the, true. Yeah. The irony of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are reached our hitting uh, hitting gym segment of the interview. Uh, of course, uh, this is the fun part. So I got uh, seven questions for you, Jamie, for you to answer. Okay. So you're going to answer with the best of your ability. So uh, okay, okay. Here's the first question: the best advice you ever gotten related to, to fitness. Um, don't give up. Don't give up, and it's you need to, you need to, um, compete against yourself. It doesn't matter what anyone else has going on. If you did five reps last time, do six next time or do it with a heavier plate or what, whatever it is, like continuously compete against yourself. And then you'll, you'll get somewhere. Yeah. So it's that you versus you, um, yes. mindset. Yeah. Yep. All right. The worst advice you've ever gotten. It's kind of controversial. And it's, it's, it's keto. Keto is trash. Like I know a lot of people like, like keto or whatever. Will keto for a short amount of time help you like lose weight? Yes. But when you think about it all, because you're cutting out carbs, which is like a very big energy source for your body. Um, you know, you're putting fat and cholesterol into it, which depending on you or just in general, like can cause other health issues. Um, people don't realize keto was designed specifically, I believe, I can't remember if it was children or adults. It was a, it was a diet specifically designed to help a certain subset of seizure patients. It was not designed to be like a lifestyle. So, um, anything involving don't eat the carbs, like there are good carbs and there are bad carbs for me, particularly if I have too much gluten, my body doesn't, doesn't like that or whatever. But if I eat a sweet potato, um, or brown rice or whatever, my body reacts differently. So, um, make sure anything that's like eat, like, yes, calorie deficit. Okay. But don't, don't forego the carbs. You, you don't have any energy. You can't lift. You can't, you can't do, I did body combat. Um, uh, 83, I did 83 in class on, uh, on Wednesday and they have four sets of eight sprawls in a row. And I had only eaten 500 calories that day. And I thought I was going to fall over and just be done. But I, I made through, but eat the food. Yeah, definitely. Of course, you want to build up that uh, uh, tri triphosphate. Yeah, the decent yeah. said, said triphosphate. So that was like the energy you need to um, 
to really lift to get the energy that you need to bump um lift the weights so yeah yep um, yep uh, all right guilty pleasure how do you reward yourself i this has changed it used to be like oh i i met a goal let me let me eat some chocolate or whatever I have learned not to reward myself with food because food doesn't have morality. There's no good or bad food. Like, um, you know, if, if you're craving tacos for a week and you've been denying yourself tacos, when you do get the tacos, you might binge them because you've denied yourself for so long. So I, I reward myself, um, lately it's been with like just different, different clothes or like even like different equipment. Like I, you know, I, like I said, I have the smart bar. I also bought, um, an indoor bike. Um, so I, I did that or I'll get like a different size kettlebell or, or something, something like that. Um, so, so yeah, I try to stay away from food related things because I've done that before and it, it did not, it did not go well. Yeah. So really most people say their guilty pleasure would be a slice of pizza or like, um, yeah. Uh, ice cream but yeah you can't eliminate that you know you need something different. we're from western new york like how are you gonna make how are you gonna make pizza a guilty pleasure like that's life like pizza exists and we are yeah. here to eat it and that's that's that like you can be fit and eat pizza like do i eat pizza every day would i feel great no but that's on the list of things with gluten that'll make me feel not great that i'll still eat because mentally it's worth it yeah i think if yeah. i if i moved to las vegas my guilty friend Guilty pleasure would be gambling, but that's bad. That's bad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you do it too much, anything in excess is not great. Yeah, of course. I've been lucky a couple times, so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, what famous celebrity would you work out with? I can see him. I can see him. Hugh Jackman. He did. He oh, did oh. walking. He did walking lunges. And I was just like dumbfounded. Also the rock, because like I've seen like some of his some of his workouts and like he just had he just had like a like a reel or something where he was just like eating this sushi and he didn't care. And just like he I mean, he's who I think of when I think of like lifting heavy things and like, you know, building building things and, and whatever. But like the first the first thing is like Hugh Jackman because I I am among the small subset of people that actually loves lunges and so I I would be I would be here for that because yeah. I can keep up with the boys when it comes to when it comes to like 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 things so yeah yeah, uh, yeah so definitely lunges is probably my favorite thing you know I I, to, yeah. I, do, I usually go to the park and like I'm in the sidewalk I usually lunge from like one spot to see how far I get so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's always fun. Well, it keeps you occupied too. It's like you, know, yeah. you start building a sweat, and of course, you kind of feel your legs kind of getting tired. But no, yeah, it's a workout. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Secret talent. In relation to fitness, secret talent, or, or to talent, any, or to anything, or to anything, to anything. Um, oh. See, as an extrovert, I'm so loud that I don't know that anything that I have going on is uh, is secret. But um, secret talent, uh, and none of it's secret. But something that that like you wouldn't know by looking at me is that I am exceptional at tuck jumps. Like you'd have to see me in classes to to do that. But that is a good talent, I'll say, because I can't think of a secret one. <laughs> well, yeah, usually some people can't think of a secret challenge because it's your talent's already out there. So nobody. Yeah. And I'm correct. Like, as, and, you know, it depends on your personality. If you're more introverted, you know, you might keep think, some things to yourself. But for me, when I can do things, I get excited about them. And, you know, some people know. So, yeah. All right. If you were in a movie, what type of movie would it be? If I was in a movie, it would it would be an action movie, but I don't know, like, like I don't I don't know under what under what circumstances. Like, I don't want to be like careening down a you know to like to rob a bank on a on a wire or things like that. I don't like running so much, but it, like I like action movies, so I could I could see myself being in that or or like um 
or a movie like that was like a drama, like a like a social a social justice type situation. Um, like I I could I could I could do that as long as I was on the right side of it. If I wasn't on the right side of it, I would I would have a hard time. Yeah, kind of make things easier. Just say like if you could be in a Disney movie, then you know it's like all genres. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting hooked on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Final question. Uh, 10 years from now. 10 years from now, I want to look back at this because like I said before, I'm like, I'm like a baby instructor. And the reason I'm like a baby brand new instructor is just, I still have this limiting belief that like, even though I know I can do it, that like other people like won't accept that I can do it. I want to, I want to get rid of that. I want to keep working to be whatever my body allows me to be as strong we're going to be in our 40s in 10 years I don't like this I don't I don't like this so but um still still teaching um hopefully having at least one other probably two other formats to be honest because some people get with one like you with with body combat and just kind of stick with it and literally like the day I taught my first class, I was like, uh, let me look at attack trainings. It's like tattoos. You, you know, you, you get a tattoo. Some people say you get a tattoo and then, and then you end up with like a bunch more or whatever. So it's, uh, it's like, it's like that. So a couple more certs, more, more confidence and more feeling like I belong in the fitness industry space, not just as like a participant, but as someone who leads someone who you know, motivates others and, you know, teaches, you know, all kinds of people, whether they live in a larger body, a smaller body, you know, they're whatever their, whatever their situation. Well, kind of think about it, you know, not to be like a little discriminating, you know, I feel, I feel like, like, um, I feel left out because um, I'm the only male that is like an instructor, like majority of the instructors yeah. are women. It's like, yeah. Well, not that I say it's, yeah. a, it's, the, it's bad. Not that I say it's not bad, but it's, um, it's, really that's how it is right now it's like you got all this yeah you got all these guys doing other things like powerlifting and everything but they know like you can use that to really motivate somebody to be like like in fitness classes like I could I could do that yeah Yeah. and I I think I think it's and I've heard this from certain from certain participants because I have you know I go to so many different formats so many of my friends are instructors so I I hear all these things and I think um I think that the the issue there is like the stigma that comes from being in a group fitness class. Cause you know, some people say like, that's, that's not, that's not for men or it's only okay. Like I had a guy in my RPM class that was like, um, my, my, um, instructor was trying to convince him to come to body flow the next day. Cause she was subbing and he was like, that's, that's too effeminate for, for me. And I'm in my head, I'm like, so taking care of your body, because I've done this before, I will go and overtrain, uh, do too much cardio, lift too heavy. And then what happens? Then your muscles tighten up and then you get injured the next time you do stuff. If you don't recover and you don't do that boring mobility crap, that's how I got into it and like kept getting into it. So yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter as an instructor, what, what, you represent i think that everybody you know trying to to break stigmas from whatever it is if it's a male instructor an instructor in a larger body you know what whatever it is i think it's i think it's important because how are we to expect like the general public to think that they can be involved in these things if they're like again like i said if there's no representation so yes you know being male um an instructor i think that happens more here in the DC area because we're more of like a melting pot. So I think that happens more here, but it's, it's still definitely more, um, more females than, um, than males. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's a good way to put it. Bro. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So for, before we call it, kind of close out, is there any last minute, um, words you'd like to say to the listeners out there? I would just say that, um, the, the hardest, the hardest step is, getting started. I would also say that 
no matter what you're looking to do, whether you're looking to run or you're looking to lift weights or whatever, you need to have like your people like, and, and you can have people like it could be your family and they could not be involved in, in fitness and that's okay. But it's not the same as getting, getting your fitness family. Like I, I can tell, you know, somebody in my family, like, oh, you know, I, I hit a, a PR deadlift at 225 and they'll be like, okay. And they, they'll, they won't see the significance in it. And something that I love about the fitness family is it doesn't matter if I deadlift 225 and she deadlifts, you know, 110 and he deadlifts 350, nobody's over here comparing these numbers. They're just happy that you're making progress. So like I said, the you versus you focus on that and then get you like, you know, a, a, a good, you know, group of people that support you in doing that and hold you accountable in in doing that and group fitness will do that for sure because you know if you don't show up after a while people will wonder where you were you know what was going on whatever um and you know i would also say just remember that like it's it's very it was very surprising to me how much the journey is mental rather than physical because again you have to you have to believe that you're actually going to be okay um, and that that you deserve to keep putting forth the effort that you can do it, all that stuff. So there's there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but that is you should you should still start is what I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best way to put it, I'm like really, you should start no matter what the circumstances are, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thank you very much for joining me, Jamie. It's definitely been yep. a good discussion with you. No, definitely fun yes. insight answers. So definitely. Yep. All right, so of course, um, good luck with everything you do right now. Of course, um, you'll get more classes with um body pump, and of course, yep. move on to other things too. Okay. Correct. Yep. All right, so of course, for those who are just tuning up or tuning into my uh, um, my podcast, um, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode to see here that's KickPod, or I'm about to say the KickPod. That's my other podcast, but the Fit Fighter uh, podcast. And I'll see you next time for another episode. And this is TJ Williams closing the gym.